0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. Hey, drummers, what is up? Welcome back to Drummer Daily once again. My name is Daniel Hathaway, aka The Drum Coach, and I'm so happy that you've decided to join me once again to chat about drumming and being a professional drummer, uh, being a drummer that other people want to have in their band or hire, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what we're here to do. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about playing and specifically I, the other day went down the rabbit hole on YouTube. Uh, and I don't remember exactly how I got started, which is kind of, I guess, typical for going down the YouTube rabbit hole. I don't know exactly how it started. I just know at some point I looked up and I'm like, how did I get here? But I'm here, here I am. But I was watching, um, I just kind of clicked around and found some you know, random drummer videos on YouTube and they weren't necessarily like popular videos. So they weren't, you know, they probably weren't people that you've watched. Um, these weren't people who were necessarily even trying to teach anything. Um, and so I definitely am not, uh, I don't want you to get the wrong idea about this. Uh, this is just, uh, I kind of ended up finding some videos of like just your average everyday drummer. And, uh, several of the videos hit something in my pet peeve, hit hit something in within me that is, it reminded me that this is a pet peeve I have. And I thought, man, I really owe it to others to share this again. And I think I've talked about this on the show before, uh, when you get up into like several hundred episodes of the, of a podcast, like I I've done with this one you kind of forget sometimes what you have and haven't talked about. So I'm sure I've talked about this before, um, but I, I, I watch drummers and and this this happens a lot too. Like um, when I you know before you know the, the pandemic shut everything down, uh, if you go out to like a a bar or a restaurant. And there was a band playing in Nashville. It's a little different, but you still find here and there are places that had this happen. But the drumming just wouldn't feel right. Something would feel off, and it's funny because because as a professional drummer, I noticed that you know first and foremost, um, and then people I was with, or like my wife who who likes music and and is very musical. Would say it's fine, like like why are you why nothing's wrong with it? Why are you noticing this? And I started to second guess myself and say, well, does it really matter if I, as a professional drummer, think that the drumming feels off if the people listening to it, the audience, doesn't, doesn't care. It doesn't, doesn't affect them, it doesn't matter to them. They don't notice it like I do. Um and on one hand, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I always say, like, if you if if your audience perceives what you're doing is good, um, then then you're fine. Uh, but if I'm a, a a drummer and I'm trying to maintain or establish a career as a musician, I have to remember that my audience is not just the people sitting in the crowd. And even if uh, even if that's part of it, without offending an audience, most of the time they're the last ones to pick up on nuance of drumming and what's good or bad. Um, if it's not distracting in a bad way, then they're not gonna notice and it's not gonna matter to them. So you're good on that account. But the other audience you have, or this these drummers might have, is not the audience that sits in the seats and eats the food and watches and pays to come see, or just is there, and whatever. Um, the The other audience is the other people in the band. The people who, maybe the band leader, or the singer, or whoever it was that, that hired these musicians, or uh, got these musicians to come play, got the drummer to come play, and then is considering, maybe, hiring them again. So, my thought was okay. If I'm the if I'm a drummer, if I'm a musician, and I'm noticing this about the drummer, um, and the same thing is happening, by the way, on these YouTube videos, I'm talking about something just feels a little bit off. If if I'm noticing it, then I'm guessing that the other musicians are probably noticing it as well, and that's a problem. Um, and so that needs to be fixed. But what's interesting about this this kind of off feeling thing is as I kind of looked at it and researched it and you know analyzed it with you know just by looking and listening, I noticed that it's pretty consistent the thing they're doing that that is that is affecting their drumming. What is it that's that's making it feel off? What is the thing that's not right? And it's 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 uh, astonishing to me how consistent this is amongst drummers who. Aren't quite, aren't quite 100% there as far as playing goes. And it's this. They're drumming, let's just imagine they're playing a standard pattern that's just kick, snare, and hi-hat. This is the simplest example of this. What I noticed is that the hi-hat playing, so if you're a right-handed drummer, this would most likely be your right hand. The hi-hat playing was very consistent and very like straight. Um, whether it's with the click track or or with the the backing track or with the band, that seems okay. That's fine. So the dominant hand, the, you know, the hand you use the most, is fine. It's consistent. It's 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 locked in relatively well, um, and, and sounds fine the part that's making it not quite sound as good as it could be is the kick and the snare placement. And more often than not, it's not the big hits on the kick and snare. It's not the, the one and the three on the kick and the two and the four on the snare. It's if there's any like upbeat Type things like offbeat things with the with the snare, like on the the ands or the us or the es. If you're, if you're counting one e and a two e and a three e and a, those sixteenth notes, those off sixteenth notes, it's it's there on the on the snare, and it's also like little pickup notes. Like if you're going doom da doom, da, the little like low end, the the kick drum, the pickup note, the little note, um, in that pattern, it's that stuff that's not quite right. What's most interesting though to me is that it's it, and it's kind of a, a flaw maybe in uh in in the way that that we've all kind of most of us have grown accustomed to playing drums, and that is it's unfortunate that our dominant hand is the one that plays the hi-hat a lot of times, because in the overall feel of a, of a of a of a pattern, the kick and the snare matter much more. Than the the hi hat or, or the ride or whatever that thing is, it's happening with your dominant hand. In fact, if you will listen to some really great feeling drummers, you'll notice that they often and, and especially if you get into like the upper levels of like studio drummers or guys who play like R and B um, and do a great job live. Like uh, you know, I know it's kind of uh, he's like the most well known, but like Questlove from the Roots. Um, who also you know plays on the tonight show if you watch his playing the thing he does so well is he, manipula- he manipulates that hi-hat hand that that part is the most fluid and like l- not locked in part now of course like, like i said someone like questlove is doing it on purpose he's he's intentionally you know shifting the placement of that hi-hat pattern and making it a little more fluid um but a lot of times the kick and the snare are locked in So, what I'm trying to say is, even if you're not at the the Questlove level of manipulating your your hi-hat hand, if you could shift your focus from worrying so much about the hi-hat being consistent, and focus more energy on the kick and the snare, and getting every single note placed as perfectly as you can, and let the hi-hat, for now, this is not long-term, this is not forever, but let that hi-hat fall where it may, Um, don't think so much about the hi-hat. Think about, um everything else basically and the reason why I think it's tempting for us as drummers to, to focus on the hi-hat so much is that we've developed muscle memory for almost like the machine, the gears, I feel like a lot of times our limbs are connected like gears uh, you know like on a bicycle or a car or something where when my right hand moves this way, my left hand moves this way in sync with it and my right foot moves this way and my left foot maybe with the hi-hat can do this or that but maybe it can't so it doesn't do that much but we have these like muscle memory patterns that we always play and as a result the the key to that the engine to that is the hi-hat part of that it's because it's the most active if i can keep that thing moving as as much as possible then everything else just kind of falls in place from muscle memory well i think we should flip that and say let's let's break that machine and let's actually just focus on the parts that matter for each individual beat Um, and i'm going to talk a little bit more about the concept of 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 how we can do that, I might post a video soon. Maybe the next episode I do, maybe not the next one. I think I'm going to skip one episode. So I'm going to do this episode you're listening to now, and then the next episode will be another audio episode. But maybe next week when the next uh, series of podcasts comes out, I'll do a video that explains this up- oh, exercise you can do to kind of force yourself to not only come up with some cool patterns and make patterns more interesting, but also focus on what matters each pattern, uh, but try it yourself. Try in your own drumming this week. Um, say to yourself, when I sit down, I'm not going to focus on the hi-hat or whatever my dominant hand is doing. I'm going to focus on the kick and the snare and placing those things as well as I can, and then if you do some drum fills or whatever when uh, when those come up, uh, you can focus on the placement of those notes as well, but Whatever's whatever you're riding on, don't focus on that for a little bit. Focus on everything else and see how that changes your drumming. I'd love to know how that works for you. So, if you try it out, I'd love for you to tell me just you know what you noticed. Uh, bonus points if you record uh, a video or audio of yourself uh, doing it both ways, focusing on your hi hat and then focusing on uh, the kick and the snare. Now, of course, just. I know that just knowing that you're doing that, you're probably going to focus on everything a little bit more than you would normally. Uh, So we'll (laughs) just keep that in mind. But I'd love to see how that works out for you. So give it a shot. Let me know how it works for you. Um, But yeah, thanks for joining me today on the show. Hopefully this helps you out. I always love coming up with new ways to help you in your drumming. Um, So hopefully this is one of those things. All right, thanks for joining me. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip?